0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie and now they're offering a free $20 bet with the promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20 to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for instant deposit matches up to 50 bucks. That's ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Sean Green. Pre-order Sean's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only three ninety-nine. dollars That's right, only $3.99. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean to get the new album. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. Football
1: fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matchups. Pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find
0: out. It's
1: Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed.
0: Yes, indeed, another week and we're ready to go on the only digital radio show that does have those underdogs. It is the month of October. We're ready to lock in with some more doggies. Hopefully, you believed in me when I substituted in the Memphis Tigers last week against UCF in college football. Da 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 da! Go Tigers, go! The Tigers able to cover with the outright win at the Liberty Bowl over UCF and that wild offensive shootout in the American Conference. Underdogs flying every which direction. How about Ryan Fowler, our guest off the roundtable, took Arkansas to upset uh, Auburn straight up. Uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks go on to get that win uh, last weekend. Kudos to Arkansas for getting uh, for getting their victory um, uh, last weekend over Ole Miss. Excuse me, Arkansas over Ole Miss. Uh, Auburn also lost as a favorite at South Carolina. Boy, there's some teams in the SEC took it on the chin as the favorite. But Ryan Fowler out of Alabama out of tied 100.9 FM. Of course, he's going to be anti-Auburn, but he was he was saying take Arkansas and Sam Pittman and company. Uh, Uh, the new head coach there at arkansas they have been playing much better so we gave you some underdogs in college football last week on the show for Locktober. We're going to hopefully give you some more with Brian Edwards coming up here in a few moments to give you some underdog selections in college. Brian, later in the show, we'll have some NFL ones as well. I want to tell you up front, Tiki Barber is here, the former Virginia Cavalier, the former New York Giant. Look forward to talking with him. Giants are the Thursday night game as we release this podcast on Three Dog Thursday. Giants at the Eagles in the NFC Least. Who wants to win that horrible division? The Giants did get their first victory over the Washington football team last week. Now they play Philly at Philly Thursday night. Does Tiki dare take uh, Big Blue? Uh, There, the New York Giants on Thursday. You'll hear more from him later on in the show. The weekend slate has the Steelers against the Tennessee Titans. Going to be cold weather for the Broncos hosting the Chiefs. My Buccaneers are indoors in that new palace in Las Vegas against the Raiders on Sunday night football. Rams and Bears on Monday night football as well. So underdogs all over the place, and that's what we do here on the show. By the way, if you have not already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. However you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, Network and their fleet of shows, social media link, subscribe. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Rate us, review us. We're moving up in the rankings. Thank you. Continue the five-star ratings and reviews. If you love the underdog picks from Brian and me, and you've been making them uh, count Uh, Rate us and review us, but subscribe, and the podcast will come automatically to you on Thursday uh, when it is up, when it is available. Here's a little secret. Again, the Sports Gambling Podcast guys put it out usually in the middle of the night, Wednesday night, overnight, into Thursday morning. You get the podcast right away when you wake up on Thursday morning commute. If you're getting going in the morning, whatever. You can listen to all of our underdog picks, and you'll want to do so with the analysis, in this case, of the Thursday night game for the Giants and the Eagles. So subscribe and uh, and find us there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe to Three Dog Thursday, and many of you have been doing that. So thank you for that. We're going to mix it up, talking a lot of college football. My Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series as we speak with the Dodgers. What a great job to win Game 7 over the Houston Astros last weekend. Quick story, I was working the game. I'm going to talk with Tiki Barber about working that Alabama-Georgia game on National Radio last Saturday night. The Rays were playing Game 7 simultaneously with the Astros when we were done and off the air with Alabama's 41-24 win over Georgia. I got to see the end of the ninth inning of the Rays clinching their second-ever World Series bid. First time since 2008... That the Rays are in the World Series. I'm in the press box. I had actually walked to the men's room. We were social distancing. There were several different guys. We're standing, you know, six feet apart, waiting to use the urinals and whatever. The Rays end up Getting the final out, and I'm, yes, in the bathroom, and everybody's looking at me at 11.30 Saturday night. So the Rays in the World Series with the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers have won game one of the World Series at the time that we're taping and putting together the Three Dog Thursday. Game two going on Wednesday night right now on Fox uh, as we speak. Can the Rays even it up? Uh, the Dodgers have the number 1 offense in baseball. Everybody's favoring them. I love my underdog Tampa Bay Rays, who've already beaten the Yankees, who have already beaten the Astros with the monstrous payrolls. Can they get back in the series? I believe they will. I think this will push to a sixth game, if not maybe a seventh game. I still like the Rays' chances here. Again, you may know, you may already know the result as you're listening to us on Thursday morning. As Thursday goes on, etc., you will know the result of Game 2 of the World Series. They'll keep playing in Arlington, Texas, and it's, it's bizarre. Uh, again, Rays fans have left here from the area. I know three different people that have left, one family with their son. I know another uh, two brothers that have gone to Arlington to get tickets and be at the games this weekend because they're allowing some fans socially distanced to get in at uh, at Globe Life Field, the new stadium there in Arlington right next to Jerry's World, an AT&T stadium where the Cowboys play. So they can allow fans there. Sure, there are more Dodger fans there. No kidding, there are more Dodger fans there. You can't do anything in California. They're locked down. They want to come. They want to try to celebrate a World Series win for the first time since 1988. And it's interesting that either L.A. gets the title, uh, the Dodgers, to go along with the Lakers basketball championship, or Tampa Bay gets the title to go along with the Stanley Cup. Are we title town in the Tampa Bay area? Let's see if the Rays can pull through in the World Series in in the midst of all the football. And we'll talk more about how the Buccaneers just dump trucked the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. I'm going to talk to Tiki Barber about it, to Brian Edwards about it. They look fantastic in that game last week. So there's a lot of buzz about the Tampa Bay area with the Rays with the Hockey Stanley Cup now playing in the World Series. Bucks looked like a Super Bowl team last weekend against Rodgers and the Packers. Packers would wouldn't argue with that with the way that they played. So there's a lot of optimism there. All right, so college football is adding the Big Ten. Uh, for this weekend big 10 play finally coming as i said a few weeks ago here on the show when they agreed to play they they were fools they were foolish to have canceled when they canceled we've already been over all of that and they've now hamstrung all of their teams I'm going to talk with Brian in the next segment straight ahead here. I still believe that it's wrong with with all these SEC teams and ACC teams that have played four games, five games. You can't put Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan into a top ten or a top five when they haven't played at all. Let's see how they look this week. But for the AP poll, what a joke to have them in the top five, uh, to have Ohio State in the top five. They haven't played anybody And you've got an Alabama team that we've already seen tested now uh, against Texas A&M. That that game with Georgia where they had to come back and win uh, the other night for the Crimson Tide. We've seen the ACC teams like Clemson. God almighty, they just destroyed Georgia Tech last week. But they were great against Miami two weeks ago. Clemson looks like the real deal. Uh, This has got to mean something, and that's why I'm going to say this to Brian. The college football playoff and the rankings of their committee waiting a few weeks, waiting until the Big Ten comes back and plays before they put their initial rankings out, that's the way to go. Uh, The Associated Press, uh, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke to be putting the Big Ten, much less the Pac-12 that's only going to play seven games, into a top ten right now when they haven't played. So we'll talk more about that with Brian. we got underdog picks coming with him straight ahead. Lots of college football, lots of NFL. Tiki Barber telling stories. Again, find our YouTube page. Go to Three Dog Thursday's YouTube page. You'll see Tiki and me chopping it up. You hear him five days a week and see him with the Tiki and Tierney show on CBS Sports Network and the CBS Radio Network uh, of shows, CBS Sports Radio Network. But Tiki's right here. Go to the YouTube page. You'll watch he and I mixing it up about the Giants Thursday night game, the NFL, the World Series, college football. We worked that Alabama-Georgia game. Tiki's got all of his analysis. That's coming up here on Three Dog Thursday. Time to get into the underdog selections, though. Right away with Brian Edwards in college football as we're ready to mix it up with a full slate of games that has added the Big Ten to it and the Mountain West as well. Let's get all of that rolling here as the show gets underway. Yes, here we go. We are back in with our senior handicapper from majorwager.com, also Brian Edwards Sports.com. You get those picks as well on Vegas Insider. He is Kevin Rogers back on Three Dog Thursday. All right, we're ready to mix it up with some college football. We'll have you later in the show talking NFL. But uh, first and foremost, welcome, good to have you, and now we welcome back as well the Big Ten, uh, as well as a couple of other conferences like the Mountain West that are playing games. We get a much fuller slate of college football. How you feeling? Very nice to
2: scroll down that board and get to scroll a little longer like we're used to <laughs> this week as we look at it. Yeah, lots of uh, stuff coming out of last week, um, obviously uh, Bama. Put it on uh, Georgia, another over for Bama. Clemson looking great, but uh, and and just the meltdowns of the Auburn and Tennessee fan bases. And as the as the day went on Saturday, and and, you know (laughs) Sabin was back. Uh, you know, and the the wins Georgia had over Auburn and Tennessee, which were both pimp slaps, but they were not aging well as the day progressed. And the more the day went on, the more I just decided Alabama was going to kick Georgia's ass. And I certainly had some anxious moments for a while there. But uh, over the course of four, four quarters, Mechie and Jalen Waddell, those guys are going to make uh, Devonte Smith. They're going to they're going to make some plays at some point, and They're going to make big plays. They can go for ninety yards anytime.
0: Yeah, there is no doubt. I did that game with Tiki Barber on national radio for Compass Media, and we kept we kept waiting for Alabama to try to get control of that game, and they eventually did with the interceptions. And I am here to testify, Brian Edwards, having done that game in person at Bryant Denny Stadium. Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith are NFL caliber receivers right now and And John Mitchin may not be far behind, so it is scary if the tide stays healthy, what they have in the past game. Never mind the fact that they can run it uh as well. And, and Georgia's a good team. That's that's not a, you know, you don't take that one lightly with what they were able to do. So Alabama looked fantastic um, in, in that one. There There is no doubt. And maybe those two teams will play again later in the year. It's still convoluted as to just exactly how the SEC will work out tiebreakers, et cetera, et cetera, on who plays in the SEC title game uh, when it's all said and done. Maybe that was a preview matchup uh, there the other night. I want your feeling on this. No SB- Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I just said no. It wasn't. I oh, my
0: Gatorness coming out. But... <laughs> well, you got to get your team back healthy on the field after right. after Dan Mullen a week ago at this time we were taping the show was was harping on how he wanted a full stadium and, and now he can't even field a full roster and he ends up with COVID nineteen himself. So some bad karma in and around Gainesville. Uh, with all of that, and the Gators uh, thankfully have a bye week this week because there's a lot of talk they weren't going to be able to practice or play much this week uh, as well for a game if they had had one, so they're trying to regroup, that is for sure. Um, I want you to go back, before we get into the games uh, here in just a second, something that I said, and I want your feeling on this, because we see Ohio State in the top five still of the AP poll without having played a game, and they're about to play Nebraska this weekend, Uh, I still sit back and say bravo to the college football playoff, and they're the only poll that really matters here when this is all said and done because they're saying, hey, we're waiting. We're not going to come out until November with our first rankings. And and even though they haven't officially said this, they've basically put it out there that for the SEC, the ACC, and even the Big 12 that were playing more games – And earlier, that should matter. They were taking risks. They were playing sooner. That should matter. And for everybody in the Big Ten or the Pac 12, you're playing less games and you waited. Um, W-A-I-T-E-D, you waited, and so they are going to wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, they're going to wait it differently how those teams are doing when they're playing less games in the Pac-12, especially playing only seven games. They're going to wait it differently, and they should. Brian, is my feeling that I said before you came on. Your thoughts on how we mix all of them in for uh, college football playoff purposes, big-time bowl games, and that kind of stuff.
2: Well, so I did, you know, my rankings are based on one thing and one thing only. If I'm the house, if I'm the book, who would I make favorite over whom on a no- neutral field tomorrow? I guess the exception to that would be where I have my Gators ranked because we're COVID infested at the moment. But, um, <laughs> You know, how a voter right now could look themselves in the mirror and vote Notre Dame in the top five is beyond me. I'll just quickly rant off, my because I, I did Big Ten and Pac-12 in my rankings for the first time this week, and here's my top ten. One, Clemson. Two, Bama. Three, Ohio State. Let me be clear. Very, very little separation between those three. Four, Georgia. Five, Florida. Six, Penn State. Seven, Oregon. Eight, A&M. Nine, Notre Dame. and ten, Oklahoma State. And I, I, I even kind of feel bad putting Notre Dame number nine.
0: I understand that, but see, you're just like the AP. You've got Ohio State at three when they haven't played a game. I mean, it would be one thing for you to leave them lurking, and once you watch them play a couple of times, outside your top ten I'm talking about, then you bang them up to number 5 or number 3 with how they look. We don't have any idea how they're going to look against Nebraska. We think they're going to look good. But, I mean, this this is a real toss-up, and this is going to lead into the underdogs with some of these lines, and I know you're going to talk about a Big Ten game in just a second, but with some of these lines being 20-plus points, we don't know because they haven't had a lot of practice until recently over the last three or four weeks. They paused for some for some five or six weeks. A lot of the programs did because they weren't playing. This is a real grab bag, and it's conference games across the board right off the bat in Game 1. As to how they're going to look, it's got me leery of looking at these Big Ten games till I see a couple of games.
2: Sure, I, I get your points, and I don't really just—I dis, don't disagree with them. But um, Ohio State's playing Nebraska, and Nebraska is just not very good. Adrian Martinez is starting at quarterback, and he's still not very good. So. Um, we talk underdogs here. I would just say, do not bag
0: Nebraska. <laughs> do not do that. But you do, let's segue, like potentially a, a Big Ten team here right out of the chute. And it's one that won some games at the end of last year for whatever it's worth. So tell me about the Big Ten game you are eyeballing as it heads into its first weekend to play.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, unless I get some injury or COVID info that, that deters me, you know, I, I like Illinois plus the uh, 19 and a half or, or even 20 against Wisconsin. Now, obvious revenge game for Wisconsin is Illinois beat them outright uh, as a 30 and a half point underdog last year. But, you know, after that, they went on to win at Purdue by, by a 24 to six score. They they beat Rutgers by four touchdowns and then they rallied big and I had them plus 500 on the money line and, and they won at Michigan State. Uh, and then they were playing Iowa really tough, and their quarterback, Brandon Peters, got a concussion and didn't play the rest of the year. But they had a really nice run. And, by the way, they made a lot of that run with their uh, stud linebacker, Jake Hansen, who was on his way to to winning, uh, if not the Buckus Award, at least All-American honors. And, and he's back. And, look, they've got a running back named Mike Epstein, who's kind of like Colin Hill at South Carolina with all the season-ending injuries he's had. This guy, I am like, he is my little like dark horse guy. I'm not talking Heisman or anything, but he is the guy that I am probably rooting for more than anybody in America this year. This young running back is outstanding. He's had season ending injuries the last couple of years, but look, he was having great, he was off to great starts both years. And I like how Brandon Peters played last year, 18 to 8 TDI and tier ratio. He's got his top three receivers back. This Jake Hansen guy is like a Chris Spielman type. And, I, and, you know, Jack Tone's out for Wisconsin, so I think Illinois hangs around in that
0: game with the Badgers. Mm-mm-mm. The voice of Brian Edwards again from Brian Edwards Sports and Vegas Insider. Friday night, that game for the Big Ten. Big Ten playing a lot of Friday night games for some standalone stuff on the Big Ten network to make up time and uh, and to help their own network out. So that game in Madison uh, coming Friday evening. The Ohio State game we were mentioning is the noon game as it stands. And we got to keep qualifying all of this. There could be COVID outbreaks in the next day or two as the podcast debuts on Thursday. We already saw it take down. Brian, you know this, a Mountain West game involving New Mexico and Colorado State because of coronavirus. Just got to pay attention. Can the Big Ten get it all started and get all the games uh, rolling And underway. All right. I like one in college. Uh, This one involving one of the teams that you have in your top 10, and a lot of people have in the top five. You mentioned Notre Dame. I don't know truly how good they are. I know they are good, but they played four games at home. They had one game postponed with Wake Forest because of COVID 19. They were not great offensively last week against a Louisville team that I think is just so-so on on defense. I saw Louisville get lit up by Miami uh, doing national radio again on Compass Media uh, earlier in the year at Louisville. Yeah, Louisville held Notre Dame to 12 points, Brian. Notre Dame now going to Pitt. I know Pitt's starting quarterback is out, but the backup Yellen played okay against Miami last week. I'm getting 11 points at home here with Pitt and Notre Dame venturing outside of Notre Dame Stadium for the first time all year. Pitt's defense is good. I will take the Pitt Panthers Uh, Here is my college underdog for right now in that game in Pittsburgh. ABC will have it. It's all over the country at 3.30 Eastern time. Again, if all things are equal and they're able to get that one off, I like Pitt as an ACC underdog in this matchup. I will go to them. And I know you're taking a look. uh, Did you have a comment on Notre Dame Pitt? I know you were you were concerned for me before we began. You're like you do realize that Kenny Pickett, the the pit quarterback, is still not playing. He didn't play in the Miami game. I do understand that, but I like their defense enough with Pat Narduzzi's defense. They had a pick six last week off the Eric King of of Miami in the loss. They hung around with Miami. Uh, I, I know they've lost three in a row, but they've been close the previous three games. I like them here in this in this. Yep. You want to talk me out of that or no? Am I good?
2: No, no, argue, no argument here. Well, I mean, I hope you're good. I'm, I'm not saying I'll be on pit, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, Louisville's defense gave up 46 to Georgia Tech, <laughs> um, what the week before. Yes, and uh, the, Notre Dame can only score 12 point points on Louisville at home with Ian Book, your veteran quarterback, who's, uh, you know and all kind of school records and whatnot, I, I'm not going to argue with you,
0: no. All right, a game that you're looking at, an American conference game, and I did turn my attention uh, away from the Tulsa game uh with Cincinnati because again Tulsa had a COVID-19 outbreak, so that game got postponed. I turned my attention to Memphis, my alma mater. Da, 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 go Tigers go. The Tigers won a shootout, a 50-49 arena football type shootout over UCF. So that was my underdog win last week for three-dog Thursday. You're going to stick with the American Conference, I think. A Saturday night, late Saturday night game, 9 Eastern time in Dallas, has those same Cincinnati Bearcats who were off last week because of Tulsa with the COVID-19 against Shane Bouchelle and SMU. Uh, this one is SMU with the home favorite of 2.5 points. You've liked Cincinnati ever since the off season here, and you're keeping on uh, an eye on them right now as a road doggy, right?
2: Yeah. And they've, uh, you know, had some extra prep time with last week's, uh, game getting scrapped, uh, under Luke fickle, They're seven and four against the spread as a road underdog. Uh, most books have since plus two and a half, you know, Shane Bushell is terrific. I love Sonny Dykes as offense, you know, going back to his well way back when, when, but Cal days, he, he certainly covered some numbers as a big underdog for me. And, um, you know, uh, Bichelle's without his best best guy right now. I mean, Reggie Roberson's out for the year. Uh, that guy was having an All-American type of season and, and tore his knee up a couple weeks ago. Um, they still scored pl- plenty of points last week, but did not cover uh, at Tulane, a, a, a Tulane team that had gotten really uh, steamrolled by Houston uh, the week before. And, uh, you know, since he hasn't really played anybody this year, Um, And we'll find out a lot more about them this week, but it's a team I like. Look, they've won 11 games the last two years. They're undefeated right now against a soft schedule and only one spread cover, but um, they're a dog here, and uh, I think they'll be ready to go, and I think they'll win outright at SMU.
0: So yeah, that Cincinnati team with three wins. They've beaten Austin P. They've beaten Army. They, they beat USF out of Tampa right here in the, in the Tampa Bay area where I'm hosting the show. Uh, Jeff Scott, the first year coach, the Bulls have really struggled. So this is their toughest test going on the road here against SMU. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Again, the Big Ten back. Big 12 has Baylor and Texas as one of its marquee games. Uh, as we mentioned also, Oklahoma State is back in action. They've had a couple of games that have had to be rescheduled. Uh, Good to have all that. And even look down, like you said, in the Mountain West has got some games later on Saturday night. Just like this Cincinnati SMU game, they've got some games later on in the evening, including involving uh, UNLV playing at San Diego State and Air Force at San Jose State. We're anxious to watch all of the college unfold, that's for sure. Brian, stand by. Tiki Barber is coming up on our YouTube roundtable. Tiki will have some thoughts on some college football as well as his New York Giants uh, his longtime NFL team being a Thursday night underdog. Brian is back to talk NFL underdogs with me later on in the podcast as we continue here on Three Dog Thursday. But first, let's talk about our friends at MyBookie.ag. Winning season is here, and that means with the NFL in full swing, it's your chance to win big. Plus, in college football, as we've already been alluding to, the Big Ten is back. The Pac-12 won't be far behind to join the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. There's nothing sweeter than watching your team cash in and putting cash in your pocket through MyBookie.ag. And whether you're a first-time player, a veteran of the game, taking the underdog's etc. You can sign up right now and get a free twenty dollar wager with SGP twenty the promo code. That's right. Our promo code is SGP twenty. And on your initial deposit with my bookie, you get a free twenty dollar wager. Nothing beats all of the action of college football and the NFL on the weekends. You can get free money with my bookie from us and bet on anything from the NFL to the World Series that's going on with the Tampa Bay Rays, my Rays playing the Dodgers, college football, the election. All of it. It's winning season, baby, and it's all happening at MyBookie. So check them out right now, MyBookie.ag. Remember, our promo code is SGP20. Get a free wager if you're a first-time user signing up. Free $20 wager with the promo code SGP20. You bet, you win, you get paid with MyBookie. All right, sports fans. Also, don't forget to grab the brand new album from our buddy Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast. His comedy album is out. This loss hurts us all. It's only $3.99. It's going to be highly entertaining and worth your while to laugh along with Sean, particularly because he's such a diehard Eagles fan. This comes from he and his dad and their long love-hate relationship with the Philly teams, especially the Eagles. His dad would oftentimes, when they had a tough loss, use the phrase, this loss hurts us all. And that's where the comedy album comes from. The album uh, is available right now online at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's available right there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, spell his name, just three ninety nine for the album. Oh, and we've got something to entice you with. If you pre-order this album right now and send a screenshot on, uh, on email to podcast at com, You're going to get an opportunity to have your name drawn and get a $100 worth of cash and an SGP hoodie and a chance to get out uh, picks on the air on the Sports Gambling Podcast. So we're going to draw a winner. So if you go ahead and pre-order this album, Sean Green's album, This Loss Hurts Us All, and send in a screenshot that you've pre-ordered it, Uh, You email that to us at podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Podcast Podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com is the email. You're going to get $100 cash if you're drawn as the lucky winner, an SGP hoodie from the merchandise store, and a chance to make picks on the show with Sean and Ryan and Colby and everybody. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean to find out more about the album. Get into the contest. This loss hurts us all is hilarious. You're going to love it. Go get it at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. We are also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. The response has been fantastic from listeners on the Sports Gambling Podcast and the network fleet of shows. Thrive Fantasy is thrilled, and they're hooking up listeners with another $1,000 free roll contest that starts with the Eagles-Giants Thursday night game for the free roll. Again, if you're hearing us later in the weekend, you missed out, but hopefully you're hearing us in time on Three Dog Thursday to grab into the free roll contest with the Eagles-Giants. And the Giants you are going to be hearing more from Tiki Barber about this game in our next segment uh, when he joins us here on Three Dog Thursday. But right now, get in that $1,000 free roll contest. Use the password Degen for degenerates. D-E-G-E-N. Get in the game. Use the password Degen. And again, Thrive Fantasy operates differently than other daily fantasy because you're picking player uh, props. There's only a few player props for any of these games in the NFL. uh, And for the ones this weekend uh, that I'm looking at, very interesting that Tom Brady going against the Raiders has a prop that is up there for 282 pass yards. Uh, Do you take the under? Do you take the over on that? The Raiders pass defense has not been very good. We're going to talk more later in the podcast with Brian Edwards about the San Francisco Francisco 49ers at the New England Patriots. Julian Edelman's prop is 52 and a half receiving yards. Do you take the under over in that one? Could the Patriots be one and four? We're going to talk more in the NFL segments later on here on Three Dog Thursday about that. But that's the prop right now at Thrive Fantasy. Edelman, 52 and a half on the passing yards on his receiving yards how many will he have uh in that game and what about uh a couple of other player props that are interesting um, uh, that are on this one ryan tannahill 250 passing yards under over against the pittsburgh steelers uh in this one and philip Lindsay of the denver broncos broncos in the cold weather will play the chiefs will host the chiefs Lindsay and under over on half a touchdown does he get a rushing touchdown does he get a receiving touchdown These are the props you can play with Thrive Fantasy. Go to thrivefantasy.com. Uh, to, to play the game with the props and remember you can get in that free roll on Thursday night they've had over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes paid out weekly they've awarded over $1.6 in cash prizes so far this year use our promo code SGP and you get $50 on your first deposit so again whatever you put in up to $50 bucks, you will get that back with our promo code SGP go to thrivefantasy.com to find out more about the rules and where the restrictions apply, download the app Thrive Fantasy, sign up and prop up today, and don't forget our promo code is SGP. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive, professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP to find out more. The dogs
1: are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now
0: continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. As promised, who's going to help me keep it in the middle of the road better than my partner on Compass Media Networks and their coverage of college football, including Alabama beating Georgia the other night? The former Virginia Cavalier, most importantly, though, because Thursday night it is Big Blue, it is the Giants and the Eagles. Tiki Barber, former Giant as well. Tiki Barber on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. How are you, sir? Good to be with you.
1: I am doing fantastic, TJ. I'm going to miss you this weekend, but I'm excited to see you the following weekend to go back down to Tuscaloosa and Bryant Denny Stadium. Interesting fact here, TJ. Most people, maybe if you're a Giants fan, you might know this, but most people won't. My very first game of my career was against the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) The very last game of my career, playoff game in 2007 after the 2006 season, also against the Philadelphia Eagles. I started
0: and ended my career with these humongous rivalry. And and I think it's safe to say hated them then still hate them now. Cause if you're a <laughs> Giants right. fan, you got to hate the Eagles. If you're a Cowboys fan, you got to hate the Giants. It's just how it works. Yeah. But TJ, you, um, know you know what's, you know, what I say to them whenever they
1: see me and because they, they kind of respect me, but they still kind of hate me. I always say to them, it's, it's, it's standard. It comes out before I even think about it. I say, but you hate my brother more, don't you?
0: <laughs> That's true, <laughs> and because they do. of Rondé with the pick six that closed down the vet, the Super Bowl year. That's true. They That's probably right. do hate hate twin brother Rondé a little bit more. All right, so let's get in uh, to all of this. And again, if you are only hearing this, uh, Tiki, I say this all the time for the audience It's only hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us through a social media link. Find the video on YouTube, <laughs> Three Dog Thursday video round table so it's audio and video but for those only listening you'll see what we look like and you'll see tiki uh macked out in the in the studio and the and the whole bit and we're going to be showing some video as we go along so let's get right into thursday night giants and the eagles and again the giants off of a victory here it is right here they're promoting it the giants off of a v uh, off of a win over the washington football team now travel to philadelphia who's really struggled everybody in the east has struggled if the Giants are going to hang close, if not win, what does it come down to, T? It comes down to their defensive front, uh, the front four, uh, getting pressure
1: on Carson Williams and making him un- uh, Carson Wentz and making him uncomfortable. The reason that you loved Carson is because he just has his playmaking ability. He's he's he doesn't care about mistakes. He'd be a great golfer if he was a good golfer. He he does something egregious. Wrong. He gets right back up. It doesn't, doesn't bother him. You don't see it on his face. You don't see it in his demeanor. Um, and it's allowed him to have success this season, despite um, you know them him throwing seven interceptions to only four touchdowns. Now they played tight against Pittsburgh last week or two weekends ago. Uh, even against the Baltimore Ravens, they came back. And so they're a team that has the ability to score and to do good things. But if you force Carson Wentz into the mistakes, they're not good enough around him to make up
0: for it. Yep, and the Giants obviously got a confidence builder against the Washington football team. We have to keep yep. catching ourselves; they're the football team, even though you played against the nickname of that team. Uh-huh.
1: For it so looks many like they're going to be the Washington football team
0: into perpetuity now. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's very strange what's what's oh, going on there with the colors and the and the Giants able to get the win. I wanted to share something else while I'm sharing the screen here. Look at this from the Wayback Machine. Do I see this? Uh, you were sharing it on social media. This is rookie year. Key Barber against the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I right? 97? Yeah, 1997. It was uh, later in the year. Pick it up here. Year. You're the yep. analyst. Pick it up here. There's a big run in the second half of the game.
1: Yep. So we had some good coordinators. Jim Fossil called this play. It was a fake reverse. And back then, you know, dude, this misdirection that we see all the time now in college right. sports and in the NFL, it didn't exist. So that fake misdirection to Cap Calloway, um, you know, Chris Calloway froze everybody, and I was able to scoot down the sideline. But my hamstring was uh, Parking. You, <laughs> you see me reaching for it right there. Like I, I almost didn't play in this game. Wow. And in fact, I had probably twenty or so carries. Now Charles look, Way, who's my look fullback, at Charles
0: Way. I think you're still buying dinners for Charles Way for reasons just like that, right? Oh Clear yeah. The way. You know,
1: Charles had eighteen carries in this game himself and ran for like seventy five yards. But I went to school. I went to UVA with Charles Way, so I've known Charles. I had known Charles at this point for like five years. <laughs> right. So we we had a we had a really good relationship, and then look at that. Um, Catch. Danny Cannell, he Gosh. of Florida State fame, the great Florida State Seminole, Danny Cannell, uh, with the game winner. Or actually, it was the game kind of sealer uh, to Chris yeah. Calloway as well.
0: How about that? So love yeah. talking with Tiki Barber, love reminiscing about all of this stuff uh, and, and that rivalry. Just one more time, when you go to play them, and I know it's weird in 2020, there's no fans there, but when you typically yeah. go there to play them as the Giants, it, it's as wild and crazy as, as anything you can go and experience in the rivalry, being a New York team, right? you have
1: no idea, TJ. It, it got to a point where I wouldn't let my family go to that game. I mean, it was only—I lived <laughs> oh. in New York, so it was only an hour away. Um, I wouldn't let anyone go. Um, but here's the other interesting piece of history uh, rel- rel- relative to me and the Philadelphia Eagles. So in 2006, I—I I, I was on the verge of wanting to retire. Or almost retired in 2005. I just—I had just lost a little bit of the passion for the game. So, but I decided I was going to play one more season. And in 2006, we go and play the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. It was like this first or second game of the season. I don't remember. But it's crazy. It's loud. People are screaming. They're cussing at you. you know, like the five-year-old kids are cussing at you. Uh, and, and 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 I remember feeling like emotionless. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't moved by it. Usually I'd go there and I'd hear all that stuff. They're just screaming at you. And I'm just like, I, I can't wait to get out there and kill y'all. I was just – I felt – like, I don't know, tamped it down. And I remember turning to my fullback at the time, whose name was Jim Finn. And I said, Finney, I th- I think I, I, I don't have it anymore, man. I, the, the the fire's not burning the same. I, th- I think I'm going to retire this year. And he's like, what in the hell are you talking about? I was like, dude, I'm going to have a great season because I, I had prepared. Like My body was physically and mentally. I was, I was at a heightened level. But I said, I just, I don't have the fire anymore. And I knew it because I went to Philly And I didn't feel like, you know, killing everybody in the stadium.
0: (laughs) So uh, I have have a deep history with the Eagles, man. Oh, man. All right. So that's Thursday night football, depending on when they're seeing us and hearing us. We'll see how the Giants do under first year coach Joe Judge and whether they can keep rolling along or not. We do know a team that was rolling this weekend. And I want the outside perspective from Tiki Barber. You mentioned your brother's old team. He played his entire career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Looked tremendous against the Green Bay Packers. 38 unanswered points. Tiki, again, from a distance. I can be accused of being biased about Buccaneers because I'm involved with the radio broadcast, et cetera. Yep. What did you see out of that game from the Bucks and what they did to Green Bay? Well, to be honest,
1: the first couple of drives, I was nervous. They, the Green Bay just ran down the field. Now, obviously, I, I I root for the Buccaneers because my brother uh, is still family with the Buccaneers. So uh, they, they drove down the field twice. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a long day for Tampa. And then Jamel Dean had that interception, that pick six. And it it just flipped. Like, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, who's still a good quarterback, even though he's 38 years old. I mean, your quarterback is 43, but still, he's, he's getting older. Um, it 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 looked like he got frustrated and lost and didn't have any answers. Like sometimes you can look into somebody's face and say, you don't have a clue, right? <laughs> like you're, you're getting confused and you don't have an answer. And for a guy like Aaron Rodgers to think that, you know that this Buccaneers defense was balling, and it was obviously against the run. They've been the number one run defense for two years now, a year and a half, I should say. Uh, but it was also, you know, JPP, who just like resurrected himself, has become this impactful, get in your face, you know, uh, you know, put pressure on you. Maybe you're not getting all, all the sack numbers, but he's 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 disruptive to an offense, and we saw that. And then Dominican and Sue being this old school intimidator. Remember, he used to be that way. Now he's mm-hmm. back that way again. It just. There's an energy that this Bucks teams, even though we always talk about Tom Brady and Gronk now because he had his first touchdown and, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and even Cameron Brate, tight ends and uh, Ronald Jones is having a strong run date run uh, season this year. We always talk about the offense. The catalyst for success for the Buccaneers is going to be defense this season. And we see it because they shut down an elite offense that had you know, heretofore been amazing against some really good opponents. So I'm I'm encouraged by the balance that we see with the Buccaneers. Sometimes, like with Seattle, like Russell Wilson, he's on an MVP trajectory this year. They literally have the worst defense in the National Football League in Seattle. So the only way they're gonna win is by outscoring people. The Buccaneers, with the way that they're
0: playing, can win both ways or two ways, multiple ways. And that's that's exciting. Well, and that again, I, I will say it. I said it earlier in the podcast, uh, and you see what's over my shoulder. I am obviously aligned <laughs> with the Bucks. They are not the O two Buccaneers defense that your brother played <laughs> no, on. That again no. had Sapp and Brooks and Lynch and your brother Rondé Barber. Two of those in the Hall of Fame and very possible that John Lynch and Rondé Barber will end up in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. I'm not saying the 2020 Buccaneers are the 0-2 Buccaneers and their defense, but that reminded me of it Sunday. That was impressive like 0-2 against Green Bay um, if it can continue. Again, you're hearing Tiki Barber with me. Love Tiki's insight. If you're only hearing us, find the YouTube video roundtable. I plug away again. If you're only listening through Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows, if you're only listening through a social media link on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, etc., come find the video roundtable because Tiki is rocking it. Uh, today and love the and love the insight here uh, all about it all right so you and I work college football we're all over the place compass media networks <laughs> NCAA football coverage we were privileged to be part of number two against number three Alabama and Georgia Saturday night on compass media networks I'm showing for those that are seeing us the phenomenal play by Devonte Smith in the back of the end zone, in the Mm -hmm. second half of that game, in the fourth quarter of that game, the Alabama wide receiver with the toe tap in the back of the end zone. Tiki, we were there. It was a knockdown drag out game and then Alabama pulled away. Why, Why and how did they pull away and how impressed were you?
1: Yeah, that Devontae Smith uh, touchdown that you just watched—that was the nail getting hammered all the way down to the wood. <laughs> that this Look is the one the that put feet. him away. Look
0: at him Fe- get the feet and, down and, like and the NFL. <laughs>
1: that's right. You pointed that out on the broadcast that we were doing on Compass. It's like he this it, there's three letters now attached to Devonte Smith's name. This is your <laughs> this is your quote N F L because F-L, not only did you. he get the the one foot down, he got the second <laughs> foot down. He toe tapped the second one. Look it. it, it so Georgia has a really good team. defensively, they're sound, they're stout. Uh, I think they're number two uh, overall, they're number five scoring defense, at least they were uh, before last weekend, because they're aggressive, they're smart. Uh, Aziz uh, 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 Ojalowry, he's a good pressure guy. He's the one that calls Mac Jones interception at the beginning of the game. Uh, they have a quarterback, though, Georgia, who is um, he's average. He's 510. He's 195 pounds. Um, if, you, if he's playing from ahead you can run the ball and have him have simple throws he's gonna win for you because they're old school the play defense and they'll win with an average quarterback but eventually and again they were ahead at halftime it was 24 to 20 georgia at halftime but as soon as you start to press and i i think i've warned our audience or at least i warned our georgia audience the georgia bulldogs uh offensive coordinator todd munkin cannot try to be the alabama crimson tide you can't try to be fast you can't try to you know air it out you can't try to spread and do mr you can't do that with this all with this georgia team because they're not talented enough to do so and in the second half you started to see this georgia offense trying to do that and what it caused was turnovers Alabama's defense isn't vintage, but if you give them turnover opportunities like throwing late across the middle and high, uh, it, you know, in the red zone, you're going to get interceptions and Alabama, who you just mentioned, Devonte Smith, who's joined by Jalen Waddle and John Mechie III, uh, along with their quarterback, uh, Mac Jones will burn you because eventually you got to go man somewhere and you go man somewhere you're getting beat because those guys are just more athletic. I love Mac Jones. Because he was supposed to be the filler quarterback. Tua Tungavailoa, who's now with the Miami Dolphins, looks like he's going to start this weekend for the Miami Dolphins. On the other side is this young kid from California, Bryce Young. We need a filler in the middle. Mac Jones, who's known for 400 yards three year, three weeks in a row and has, what, 12 touchdowns on the season? Or maybe more than that, 15 touchdowns on the season? is second probably and in some cases i would say first in the Heisman trophy can because, because of I'll the, love, the because of because of the, le- the level of difficulty right. like the we've seen the acc right these are these are pretender teams in the acc Clemson's going to run a – Clemson can score 80 points every
0: week if they wanted to in the
1: ACC. Alabama doesn't have that luxury, but they have a quarterback that's playing like uh, he has that luxury in Mac Jones.
0: And Mac Jones, the SEC Offensive Player of the Week, named on Monday as well, and we saw it there firsthand. A few more moments with Tiki Barber. Again, Tiki part of the Tiki and Tierney Show with Brandon Tierney weekday afternoons on CBS Sports Network, CBS's radio network as well, simulcast on TV, on cable. You see them every weekday afternoon between 3 and 6 Eastern Time. Love this man's insight. Love working with him on Compass Media Network's NCAA football coverage on the weekends. One more, you know that I'm biased. You see the hat, the World Series going on. We already have a Stanley Cup in Tampa Bay. Now Uh with the Lightning having won the championship. Now the Rays going for the baseball title, the World Series. Game one in the books at the time that we're taping. We don't know what's going to happen in game two before this podcast is released. So the audience may already know about game two if they're hearing us Thursday morning. We don't know about game two. We're watching Mookie Betts on yeah. the video version here with a home run. The Dodgers routed the Rays in game one. I am optimistic that the Rays can make this a series. Are you now going to poo poo that and tell me <laughs> the Dodgers run away here Tiki uh... Barber, with this and win the title?
1: I don't think they run away, but Mookie Betts, who struck out earlier in the game on a fastball, which he very rarely does, um, got his revenge, as we, as we were just watching uh, here on this video, and, and goes yard to put it away in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, the narrative that I cared most about in game one was Clayton Kershaw. Everybody, everybody's everybody been talking about this and his, his alleged postseason failings. Now, they're glaring when he hasn't performed, but with last night's victory and And um, his one run, eight strikeout, six inning uh, performance, he joined the likes of Roger Clemens and John Smoltz as one of few postseason starters who has only given up one run in the postseason. And, you know, he's done some great things over the course of his career professional in the regular season he's um, he's unreal in the postseason his era is almost two points higher Uh, a lot of that is circumstance mainly that you're playing the best team from the from the uh, from the other side in the in the american league Um, but i think he's turning the table on how we're thinking about him because of what he did in game one against the Rays. now to your question specifically I love Kevin Cash. I love his ability to look at analytics and be emotionless when making decisions because uh, when you are... Inferior, and let's say it—they are right now. What you look at you know Seager and Mookie Betts, who's an MVP, and 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 Bellinger, who crushed one as well. It's like they have talent.
0: Justin Turner, there's talent all over the, the number diamonds. one scoring team in baseball this 2020 and it's not, season. And the Dodgers, is, and, it's and, not the Ra- even close. and the Rays don't have that. That's what you're no, saying. The Rays they, don't they have don't, that. They don't have that. So the only
1: way, the only way they're winning this this series or winning a couple of games and making it a series is if they outpitch. Uh, the 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 L.A. Dodgers, and that's going to be hard uh, because of Walker Bueller, who's. Who is the ace, but is being treated like the, the second fiddle because of Clayton Kershaw. Um, uh, Dustin May is young, but we saw him in the uh, a, uh, the NLCS uh, stabilize. What could have been a really ugly game seven uh, against, um, you know, uh, uh, against the Atlanta Braves. He, he, I don't think he threw a ball. He didn't throw a ball for 10 pitches. He threw nine right. straight. Uh, uh, he didn't throw a strike for 10 pitches. He threw nine straight balls, but was able to get out of it with little damage. They ultimately came back and won. Um, so Kevin Cash has got to rely on his Flamers. Uh, there's this bullpen that's deep and heavy and uh, and confident in themselves uh, to, to, to find the
0: matchups. It's going to suck because it's going to slow down the game, but it's the only way that they can win it. I'm telling you, it's the only way they right. can win it. Well, and they've already knocked off the Yankees and the Astros, two of the highest yep. payroll teams in baseball. The Dodgers are right there with them with playing this way. We'll see if they can yep. make it a series. Again, the audience already knows before this podcast is released, if the Dodgers went ahead in one game Two because they're playing that on Wednesday night. But I would even say down two nothing. It's not over because the Dodgers yep. were down two nothing and came back and roared on the Braves. It's going to be harder on the Rays. If they don't get yes. the split on Wednesday night, it's going to be harder, but we shall see as all of this unfolds. I just know this area. You know this, Tiki. You've been down here a bunch. Your brothers live down here forever. This area is on fire for the oh, Rays yeah. to have a chance at the World Series. The Bucks looking like a Super Bowl contender. You already have the Stanley Cup. This is the epicenter right now of all the <laughs> sports, Tampa Bay. Who knew? It is, Cheeky. and it's and it's still warm down there. You can go over to Clearwater
1: yes. Beach and and enjoy yourself, and then go find somewhere to watch the game because you. Can't I
0: go took to- the dog for a walk a little while ago, mid morning, and it's 88 degrees in Tampa Bay, wow, where it's a little chilly crazy. elsewhere. So yeah, it's still it's still like summertime around. So
1: speaking here. of dog, three dog Thursday. Yes, uh, three dog Wednesday. We are right now because we're taping this on Wednesday. <laughs> Take the giant plus six and a half. You got take the giants, he's six, the giants plus all over right, the giants they've all only wins. gotten blown out one time that was against the 49ers i was at the game i don't i can't explain it but they don't get blown out take the giants plus six all out.
0: right so he's saying go for go for that on three dog thursday for thursday night and let me plug away here you take a look at tiki and tierney doing their things tiki on with brandon tierney uh, afternoons on cbs sports radio there the guys are. You see them in their studios. Hey, that looks amazingly like what we're seeing on Three Dog hey, Thursday. That's right. Right here with Tiki <laughs> on the video screen on CBS Sports Network. Check them out between 3 and 6 Eastern time on the radio and on the TV simulcast um, as well. Uh, I'm not sure if they were seeing it when I was talking about it, but there you are seeing Tiki and Tierney uh, here on the program. You were interviewing Charles Davis during – uh this segment back earlier but there you guys are in the in the yep. home studio nice. on tiki and Tierney. uh so hopefully the audience on youtube sees it that time as i shared i'm just uh, we're winging it on a live version here of the three dog thursday roundtable listen i'm gonna miss you this weekend uh, you've got other commitments, so we're going to we're gonna Encompass Media Networks have Florida State and Louisville without you. Let's make it a date for Alabama again with Mississippi State in a couple of weekends. Can't wait. Mike Leach, the mad scientist mm. <laughs> uh, against uh, Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. We'll look forward to that in a couple of weekends. And let's see how your Giants do for Three Dog yeah, Thursday I'm on, uh, on Thursday. Tiki, you're the best. Thank you for hanging with me here on the podcast. I appreciate it, my friend.
1: It is my pleasure, my friend. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, TJ. Uh, uh, have a good call uh, this weekend on both, really. Um, and I'll see you down in uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. In two weeks. I
0: love it. All right, the podcast does roll on. Brian Edwards coming up, talking more with me about the NFL. Stay with us. And we are back in one more time with the senior handicapper from Brian Edwards Sports.com, MajorWager.com as well, and also Vegas Insider, where you can get his picks there also. Brian Edwards back to talk NFL. Uh, okay, so we, we have established a couple of things. Tiki Barber, no big surprise, says watch out on Thursday night for the Giants. Again, if you're hearing us later in the weekend, you already know that result on what happened with the New York Giants Thursday night with the Philadelphia Eagles. You wouldn't expect Tiki to do anything other than prop the Giants up, who are an underdog on the road at Philadelphia. Uh, and so that kicks off the NFL weekend. Uh, we get ready for all of the action on Sunday. My Buccaneers, man, did they look good, Brian Edwards, against the Green Bay Packers, even down 10-0. I hinted at that on this Three Dog Thursday show last week that I could be considered biased, but I, I liked it for the audience to take a long look at Tampa Bay uh, getting points at home with Green Bay and just embarrassed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now the Bucks will play the Raiders. On Sunday night, as the road favorite here at Las Vegas, even with the Raiders off the bye week. So keep an eye on that. Uh, all right. So, as I bring you in, uh, I- anything you like here? Anything that jumps out right away when we start talking underdogs in the NFL, Brian? Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, they're not a significant underdog of any sort, but, you know, I've got my NFL power rankings, and I've only got one team ahead of. With my Falcons in the toilet, I'm calling them my Pittsburgh Steelers, as we talked about before the season started. <laughs> I'm all over their win total and their odds to win the uh, AFC North. And uh, if they're an underdog to anybody but the Chiefs, let's do it. Steelers and this, look. And I had no idea when I liked them so much in the offseason that this rookie out of Notre Dame, Chase Claypool, wow. was going to be such a Done, what was like five i think five touchdowns the last two weeks and a, a, another one got called back on what was a kind of a shaky call in my opinion um i, I will go with it and look the titans man what was rome these nfl coaches they can stick their analytics somewhere else i mean what what are you doing going for two up seven yeah uh late in the game there and how about Brable sending the 12th man on the field. <laughs> I know. He can serve time. That was next level. And the fact that he had done it, I don't know if you saw Warren Sharp's tweet. He had did, done the same thing two years before, and it worked out. And Rich Gannon called him out as the analyst as what a critical mistake it was, not realizing the brilliance
0: yeah. behind it. Well, the Titans have taken advantage of some of those timing rules. He did it to the Patriots in the playoff game last year as well with the penalties and the clock still rolling or the clock's going to stop. The NFL's got to get back ahead of the curve here on the coaches that take advantage of those rules. And I'm with you that uh, that was as puzzling. You're on the road. You're Houston. I realize it's let it all hang out. He's an interim coach. They were 0-4 to start the year. But the, the situation Brian's talking about, if the audience is not completely familiar, Tennessee scores a touchdown with about five minutes left in the game with a chance now up seven to be up eight with an extra point. He's sticking up the two fingers and I'm watching that game in the stadium at the Raymond James Stadium press box on TV going, wait, 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 nine versus eight. What are you doing? You don't have to have yeah. two and they miss the two point conversion and it allows Tennessee to come down and not have to make a two point conversion when they scored in the final seconds of the game, only kick an extra point themselves. I'm with you. Sometimes you outcoach yourselves. And I think that's what Cronell and the Texans did because they eventually lost in overtime on the Derrick Henry touchdown. Now the Titans at home for the third straight game. That doesn't scare you enough here in this one with Pittsburgh getting the point. It's an early game. Uh, Steelers undefeated. They've never been 5-0, and by the way. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, not even not even the, during the, even Wars, during the Super Bowl what? years. It's incredible. They've never been five Ow. and zero. Oh. So they're they're on a roll. Oh. <laughs> we'll we'll see with Henry and the and the Titans here in this matchup. That is definitely a potential playoff rematch down the road too with Tennessee and Pittsburgh in that oh, yeah, game. The,
2: well, well, just. Yeah, there's plenty to worry about, man. It's going to be a heck of a game, two undefeated teams. There's, there's plenty to worry about, but I will roll with my red-hot Steelers. Titans are red-hot, too, and, man, they hooked, hooked me up last week. Thank you, Romeo, and thank you, Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry's such a beast. Yes, there is plenty to be concerned about. The battle of two uh, big-time teams, no question about it, but uh, I prefer my Steelers. I love how Big Ben's playing, and – um I like how Claypool's playing. I'm on
0: the Steelers. All right, so you're going to take them in that instance. Uh, Another game that stood out to me, and, and I've already seen the weather forecast, Kansas City at Denver, and it's a shorter week for the Chiefs, and I know they're the defending world champs, but Denver came all the way cross-country and played outstanding defense. Their red zone offense for the Broncos, terrible, because that uh, should have been a blowout win, Brian Edwards, over New England, a game that should have been 24-3, 31-3, was instead only 18-3 late in the game, and New England got a touchdown, and I kept saying to people around me, watch the Patriots pull this out, but the Broncos finally stopped. Them one final time got the ball back ran the clock out and and defeated uh new england in a great upset now they're back home weather forecast have you heard this midweek in denver for sunday have you heard this Temperature in the 20s, snow possible in October for Denver, Kansas City. Again, stay tuned for this weekend if they update the forecast. But the temperature will be in the 20s with the possibility of snow. Denver at home here getting 9.5. The defense is pretty good. I know it's the Chiefs. They're lethal on offense. If the elements come into play, I think Denver can hang. I don't know that they win. Kansas City has had some narrow escapes uh, so far. They didn't escape at home with the Raiders. They narrowly escaped at the Chargers and won an overtime game. This stays in the AFC West. I will take the Broncos as an NFL underdog uh, here for three Dog Thursday, getting the nine and a half points in that matchup. I again uh, I look at that and say that you know Mahomes is lethal. I get it, but I just I like Denver in that game. And another game that I'm looking at strongly is San Francisco coming all the way east. I think they found something last week. I know they're injured, and they're playing New England again. Could the Patriots be one and four when it's all said and done? That is a late game in New England, 4:25 Eastern Time. Keep an eye on the 49ers getting two at Cam Newton and the Patriots for three dog Thursday. That's the other one that stood out uh, um, to me in the NFL. Yes.
2: Well, I'll just throw out at you that Denver is 4-1 against the spread this year, all underdog spots, and this is the biggest underdog spot of them all. Their only non-cover came against your Bucks, and two of their covers beat me as I had Gostkowski <laughs> and the Titans. And when he missed three field goals and an extra point, I had him minus three, and they went by two. I wanted him to miss the game winner at the end, and then they backdoored Pittsburgh, when the, Pittsburgh had been ahead of the number most of the second half, so Denver beat me twice. I, I don't want to go back to any of their games anytime soon. In fact, I I've been fading the Jets every week, and I didn't even do it because they had the uh, Ripon, I don't know if he's a rookie or second year, but uh, they had him starting, and I don't I don't back starting
0: rookies um, yeah for sure start well forward. and Drew Locke um, was back in there uh, against New England and threw a critical late right. interception yeah, yeah, yeah. in the game but yeah Locke yeah. Locke will make a difference if that's the case in the Kansas City game and again for San Francisco they look so much better against the Rams on Sunday night football and I don't know I mean New England yeah. they are going to be up in arms if they don't win this game so keep an eye on that I know you got a scoot and we do as well uh, again promote away on where they can find all your great information Brian well you
2: you nailed it in the intro as always uh my twitter is at vegas b edwards uh you can find my picks my ufc 254 preview and let me sneak a dog in there walt harris the big picket out of birmingham alabama around a plus 150 underdog on the ufc two fifty four. heads up afternoon card at fight island and Gaethje habib is going to be one of the the best fights in ufc history i think i hope and um Yeah, you can find my work at MajorWager.com, VegasInsider.com, and BrianEdwardsSports.com. Have a great weekend, TJ, my man. Enjoyed it.
0: All right, love it. With Brian Edwards, my thanks to Tiki Barber as well. Tiki and I on those national calls of games, and Tiki's loving those Giants. How did they do Thursday night, if you already know that? Good luck with your underdogs to everybody for this weekend. I am merely TJ Reeves, and thank you for finding us however you did so. We're done for now. Good luck with the underdog selections, and let's see what happens this weekend. Here is part of 3Dog Thursday. Bye.